podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi there, and welcome to Scout the Game Week. Scout the Game Week is Fantasy Football Scouts weekly podcast brought to you by the Scout Network. In each episode, we'll look back at the game week we have just played to assess what we can learn to help us in the next round of fixtures. I'm Ryan. I'm your host Ryan from Football Chat Box. Let's scout the game week. Let's start the pod with the big news um, that affected FPL this week, and it was the Haaland injury. Um, and uh, to discuss all of this and also um, the rest of game week 16, that was crazy. I'm joined uh, by FPL family Lee uh, this time. Um, how are you doing, Lee? Doing all right, thank you, Ryan. Yes, good morning. Hi, everybody. Um, yeah, big news, right? Haaland, big, big news. And what are you going to do with him? Where are you going to go to? Are you going to spread the money? I like I like it though. I kind of like that it's happened because mm. it's going to mean a few weeks of chaos in FPL. I think you know there's going to be lots of different picks up front. Are you going to spread the money? I mean, I don't have Son right now. We can have that conversation later. Do I spread it and go for Son, or do mm. I keep it in the bank? Lots of different ways to approach the problem. I think, and I think that's going to mean a bit of a break up of the template. It's going to mean lots of different strategies. It's got to be a good thing, right? Indeed. So uh, now he could be out against Palace. Uh, but he could also have a small chance of not being out according to Pep. But then if we take uh, FPL Focal's detective work uh, into looking at uh, the Harlan <laughs> family... FPL Focal. <laughs> I know, the Harlan family transfer business, it seems like they <laughs> transfer him out. Um, so let's say if Harlan is indeed out, um, where would you look to move to? And then is it also worth moving him out in some cases? Because some people will have flags now that a lot of people, like a lot of popular... FPL picks got suspended this week. Some are still yeah. on four yellows. So there are probably other crises also to like to fight at the same time. So would you look to move him out? And if so, where? I think I probably would, you know. Yeah, because I think if he's going to be out for... Obviously, we know he's out for 18, right? Mm. Unless you've been living under a rock, you know that. If he's out for 17 as well, then I think I probably would. And if you look on the other side of the blank as well, between 19 and 20, I think I'm going to get this right. You can confirm yeah. or deny. Um, that There's a short period of time between, I think, the Everton game and the Sheffield United game. Two days. So if I were... Yeah, uh, quite right so if i were pep guardiola having just traveled to saudi arabia and back and there's that that's going to come with some fatigue etc yeah, etc cetera, et cetera, would i want to risk harlan's you know making mm. his foot worse i think it's a it's a stress factor in his yeah. foot from what i understand would i want to make that worse by playing him in back-to-back games against everton and sheffield united particularly that sheffield united game at home in 20 mm. i'm looking at that now going well okay well he might play him at goodison but then two days later, home to Sheffield United, you, you, you know, if I'm Pep, I'm looking at that going, well, probably don't need him for that game. So maybe I rest him, maybe I bench him or whatever. So I probably, to answer your question, I, I, I am considering selling. Um, even if he's just out for 17, 18, I think it's worth selling. And yep. then, you know, 19, 20, let's see what happens after the Club World Cup. In terms of where to go to, I think there's one or two obvious options. Um but like I said at the beginning of the show, it's it you know it gives FPL managers an opportunity to go and do something different if they want to, which I quite like. I think the obvious picks. Well, tell me what you think. I think Dom Solanke. Yes. You know we we're looking at um we look at form, we look at fixtures in FPL, and whenever we have the two of them together, we go right. That's the magic we need. Let's get that guy. Um, and I know, and I'm interested in your opinion, right, as a Man United fan. But it was. He he tore, tore them. Yeah. He, he ran them ragged, didn't he? He really ran them ragged. Um, and we can have a Man United conversation if you want. We don't have to have that. <laughs> um, and we can talk about captaincy for next week. And oh, that's well, I should keep Darwin, which I guess is a conversation a lot of people are going to have. But Dom Solanke, what do you think? I mean, 
form, like, fixtures, everything is matching up. Yeah, like if you look at the last yeah, six totally. game weeks stats, Bournemouth are second currently for attack and defense. Um, so Bournemouth in general, pretty good team to invest in. I think Solanke, yeah, yeah. if again last six game weeks, I think he is the highest in terms of xG. Uh, out of all forwards, so even higher than Haaland in the last six. And that kind of shows from the last few game weeks, people who have owned Solanke, probably a bit unlucky because he should have had more hauls as well uh, before yeah, last uh, last week as well. So I think going forward, he is probably the favorite pick. Apart from him, I do think Watkins is also another shot because I know a lot of people moved from Watkins to Darwin and now think he's moving back as well. Yeah. Now, in that specific situation, I'll probably keep Darwin... And if you want to move to Watkins as well, as a potential, because we'll talk about the Liverpool-United game, uh, and I'll bring up what I did last season and backfired. Uh, but I, <laughs> I think that's not a bad option just because of, like, you deal with um, Haaland first before getting rid of Darwin. Darwin's still going to start most likely. Still a good option. Yeah, um, yeah. Can get returns uh, on his day. Um, so... Those two, I think, are probably the main standard options. I think Alvarez is a shout, even though there is the blank in 18. Um, and that would probably be more of a shout for those who are probably wildcarding even, uh, if they can like afford yeah, yeah. to bench Alvarez in 18. And if you have a bench that's good enough to not only bench Alvarez, but also if you have players in your team who are still on four yellows and could possibly get... Um, Suspended for 18, you kind of need to consider that as well. So the likes of Palmer, who's in a lot of people's teams, for yellow cards. Oh, if Palmer gets suspended for 18, yeah. oh man, we're going to be gutted, aren't we? I, I mean, we, we, we need as many players as possible. If we pick up that fourth yellow this week, I was like, don't you dare, Cole. Don't you dare. We'll need you. <laughs> exactly. So we kind of have to keep all of this in mind in terms of like when you're getting in a City player. But the fixtures on either side are really good favorites and he's probably going to start in the middle, right? Because who else is going to start in yeah. that position? Um, and he might yeah, yeah. even have pens. We don't know. Depends. Um, yeah. So I think those three. Then if you want to go cheaper, um, maybe um, Jimenez, potentially, on form, Fulham. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I think before we get to the cheaper ones, let's yeah. just have a look at the, 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 the Darwin and the Watkins thing. Interesting, because I'm not... I don't know about Darwin, you know. I, t- I bought him in at the beginning of the game, week 14. So mm. I looked at Fulham at home, Sheffield United away... Crystal Palace away. I thought, right, I'll do... And I didn't do Watkins to Darwin. I took some money out of somewhere else and I did uh, Archer up to Darwin. So I I have both right now and I'm pretty happy with that because I would want to get back to Watkins, I think. And I think you're right if you want to do Haaland to Watkins and then when you bring Haaland back, do it for Darwin. I've got no problem with that. But you say, you know, Darwin, you know, should should start against Man United. I think so. I think so. Mm. But... The last couple of games, those two away performances, and we are better at home. Liverpool better at home, no doubt about it. But they were real. They were real four out of ten performances from mm. Darwin, right against Sheffield United. Um, okay, he came on as a sub and and got a what was a, a classic Darwin haul, right? An assist and a yellow card, classic for Darwin, right? And actually, he put in a bit of a bad tackle just before the assist, and it could have been looked at at VAR mm. in, on another day. Um, but the game against Palace, he was offside all the time. He was sort of drifting out. He has this tendency to drift out you wide, right? Which yes. when you're playing Sabozlai right. yep. and Salah, where do you not want your striker drifting out into those areas? Because it becomes congested. Mm. And Salah is super disciplined, right? Super, super disciplined. And Sabozlai, you want as much space as possible for him to do what he's doing. So for, for Nunes to kind of, if anything, you want Nunes drifting out left. Yes. Because you want some help for Diaz on that side. 
So is he? Does he get the start against Manu? So I, I think I think so, but I, I yeah. wouldn't. It would not shock me if he didn't. But then when Gakpo started the game before that, Gakpo looked so bad, and I was true. reading my timeline. Yeah, I was yeah, like, true. Liverpool fans yeah. are telling me that uh, Darwin is better for Salah and everything, and I was like, so where do we stand <laughs> in terms of all yeah. of it? Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not sure. You know, the player that I really like the look of that we yeah. that we signed recently is Gravenberg, right? Yeah. Now, and we're going off tangent a bit uh, out of FPL because I don't think he's for FPL. But when he plays. There's this fluid, there's it's just so, so solidity, if that's mm. the right word. Yes, it's mm. solid in the middle. Mm. He keeps the ball moving quicker than the likes of Curtis Jones. I really like him. I think he's really good and he's good for the front three as well. Um, and with McAllister not around, then Gravenbuck is going to get some minutes. Um, and I think when Gravenbuck plays, I think he, there is a, there's a natural connection with Gakpo and Gakpo kind of, he and Gakpo kind of switch a little mm. bit and, they, and they're really good with their movement. So, I remember back in the back in the day, you know, Klopp used to look at a big game like Man United away, like Man United home or away, and say, uh, "Okay, big game, Bobby's playing. Bobby Firmino, you play big game." And I do. There's a bit of me that wonders whether he looks at the game at Anfield at the weekend and goes, "Actually, Gakpo, it's a Gakpo game. Hmm. We need to move the defenders around." And it'll be good for Mo, by the way, especially if he's up against Sir, Sergei Reguilon. I yeah. think that'll be a good matchup for Salah. So currently, in my bus team, I've got Salah captain. Oh, By the way, I think you know, almost everyone's bus teams <laughs> at this point. I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think so. But to keep Nunez, I will keep him. I think this week. Um, but I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure he's going to start. So therefore, if you are thinking of moving on Harland, yeah, for me it's Watkins or Solanke. I think are the two. Because Watkins is magnificent. Yes. Oh man, Watkins. I know returns in the last two, of course. But he's playing Man City yeah, and exactly. Arsenal. Ryan, what, what what do you make? I mean, performance wise, he's a he's elite. Yeah. He's elite. He's come on leaps and bounds in the last couple of seasons under Emery. And he is, I think he's probably going to be a season keeper. I can't uh, see me taking him out unless he's injured. No, well, unless double game weeks and all change the way we approach things. Yeah, but, sure, yeah. Uh, I agree with you because I look at Watkins and every time I go second best striker in the game, second best striker in the game, apart yeah, from yeah. Haaland. Yeah, yeah. There's no one else stepping up to the plate, consistently returning. Okay, yes, last two game weeks, tough opponents. So this is what it is. But he could be a genuine captaincy option for 18 as well. Um, so there is points to be had there. We know Villa are good at home in terms of scoring goals. Away a bit more trickier, but again, talisman for the team. And in especially in a fixture crunch period, you want players who are going to play almost close to 90 minutes. He's one of them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I don't exactly. see anything wrong with like Watkins. Saliba had a sleepless night that night, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he, he had a tough game against Watkins. And this is Saliba, who I mm. think, you know, I pretty much confidently go out there and say one of the best in the business, probably one of the best centre-halves in the league right now. Mm. And Watkins gave him a torrid time. He really did. So, I, yeah, I think I can see I can see a front three of kind of Solanke, Watkins, and then one other, depending on whether you're going to yeah. hold Haaland, you're going to move to Alvarez, do you want to do the Darwin switch? I don't mind it. But Solanke, I think, quite quickly could become reasonably template because yeah. what is it Luton Forest and then Fulham yes pretty good three, pretty, th- three pretty good, good fixtures yeah that's the thing so I think he Solanke is probably the straightforward given that a lot of people might have Watkins um, the thing with Darwin I remember so this is what I did last season uh, I think was it game week 26 or 27 where United played Liverpool I remember that's 7 nil. unfortunately <laughs> don't want to uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I, think, I should have the, I should have the date etched in my brain but I don't yeah I, uh, but I like this, <laughs> so I think the fixtures before that Liverpool had a good run but the returns weren't coming and I had like I think I had Salah Trent and Darwin in my team and because of yeah. the returns weren't coming I went and took Darwin and Trent out 
um before the united game and then both before of them the yeah exactly and then they <laughs> nice. both hold <laughs> double digits <laughs> nice so so <laughs> that's why i'm like uh, maybe it's just been me being negative of like all the po- the trauma that i've <laughs> gone through in the last couple of seasons <laughs> but i i just like think there is holes to be had in that game which is why i, I don't I mind keeping yeah, him yeah. Um, for that yeah. potential, you're going to be missing your best player as well. What, what did you make of the Bruno yellow card? There's a bit of narrative online which I don't, I don't particularly like or believe about. You know, maybe there's a bit of dissent in there on purpose because he didn't fancy yeah. Anfield. But I, I don't, I don't like that particularly. Uh, nor, nor would I expect it from Bruno. But nevertheless, the fact is, he's not going to be in that game, yeah. and he's your best player that, in my opinion. Probably the he had one job that game, not get a yellow card. Don't get booked. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> yeah. he went and got booked. And that is for the most stupidest reason that he went and got booked. Decent. That out of all the things you can avoid, that is yeah. the most easiest thing to avoid. And he went and did it. Um, the one thing with this is now, I've I I sound like a broken recorder every week every, every time I post it on Twitter. But like I keep saying, McTominay is not good for United's midfield because he's like non-existent. Um, now this could potentially move him forward, and then actually he should play ten. I, he should put McTominay yeah. in the ten. Should do it. He's true. A, probably the most dangerous player on the pitch. Yeah, he's the only one who's scoring goals at the moment, which is why he's playing. Yeah, but uh, he <laughs> apart from that, he doesn't he doesn't offer enough in midfield. So United's midfield just keeps getting no. overrun. Um, now maybe because of Bruno's suspension, they move him forward and actually put a Kobe Bino and Amrabat potentially uh, together. Yeah, maybe yeah. the midfield won't get as overrun, so maybe there won't be a seven nil, but there'd still be a spanking. That's <laughs> what I'm thinking. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see who starts in that midfield three. Yeah. I think that's where the game's going to be won or lost, actually, because obviously Dom Sabozlai has come in and, and done a really good mm. job, settled in, been magnificent in my opinion. Um, probably, I don't know if you'll play Gravenberg or whether we'll go for a bit more high energy with Curtis Jones. It might go Curtis Jones. Then it obviously depends whether McAllister's back as well, whether he's injured or not. Mm. Um, not not a massive fan of Endo in in the central defensive midfield slot, but I think it will be probably. Oh God, I'm set myself up for a fall here. Probably good enough to beat Man United to play Endo and then no, play probably. two other eights in there. Um, but if McAllister's back, expect McAllister in the six, and then probably Sabozlai and Jones would be my guess. Mm. Um, but the front three is anyone's guess, right? It's it well, it's Salah and Diaz, but then who's going to play? Or up front, Nunez, Gakpo's an option. Um, obviously, Jota's not an option. I don't think not back yet, but it's probably going to be one of those two. So just to like to wrap up the Haaland chat now. I guess we kind of yeah. accept with the whole Solanke, Watkins uh, as the two best options, and then you've got a couple other options after that. Now, when would you look to bring Haaland back? Let's say if he's back before Game Week nineteen, is it straightforward to move to bring him back, or do we say because of the two days gap between Everton and Sheffield United? Now, you think he might play Everton and rest Sheffield? I'm I'm thinking he might rest Everton and play Sheffield because of the long travel back. Mm. Um. So yeah, we don't we don't really know, do yeah. we? I think we're sort of, sort of guessing at this point. And, and even the fact, you know, he might go to Saudi Arabia, rip it up, they win the Club World Cup, and yeah. it's fine. Like exactly. it could be that. Um, and then he plays both games potentially. Um, but if I were Pep, because I think after the Sheffield United game, there is a, there's more of a gap between yes. Sheffield United and Newcastle. There's a bit as a break, right? So if I were Pep, I'd be looking at that, going, I've got an opportunity here with. Uh, what Palace, Blank, Everton, Sheffield United. Those are three three games and Club World Cup's Club World Cup. I think they'll win that you know, either way, right? But they've got an opportunity over the next four weeks between now and the next big break before the Newcastle game in 21, which, by the way, will be a huge game. Going mm. to St. James's Park, difficult, as we've seen, for anyone to go there and get results so far this season. Newcastle, we'll talk about them in a bit. They need a break as well. So they'll be fresher mm. on the back of that break. Um, so, yeah, Palace, Everton, Sheffield United. 
Um, if I were Pep, I would not play him against Crystal Palace. I mean, it's, it's too big a risk to put your key player out mm, there, yeah. right? Um, and then Everton and Sheffield United in quick succession. Again, if I were Pep, and I'm and I'm not, obviously, uh, but I probably would rest him for one of those as well. Mm. So we're talking about getting one game out of Haaland in the next yeah. four game weeks. Um, and then potentially after a bit of a break, bring him back for that Newcastle game. And I would bring him back, you know, bring him back as soon as I yeah. can. It's that Sheffield United at home game in 20 where he is the clear captaincy option mm. in a week where I think Salah plays Newcastle, yes. albeit at Anfield, but still, that's a tricky game. Uh, Son's got Bournemouth at home in 20, so yeah. you could cover the captaincy, if that's the right phrase, with Son or with Spurs in that way. Um, but listen, Haaland at home to Sheffield United it doesn't get any better, does it? So we need to keep an eye on, or I'll put it another way, if you do transfer him out, you need to have a plan, I think. Yes to get him back and react quickly if he's going to be available for those games. Yeah, that's what the funds are the issue because uh, it's it's a, such a tight turnaround in terms of people have, people are going to Salah, people are going to Sun with all of this money now because it's available to them. But yeah. th it's the, as soon as Gaming 20 is done, you lose both Salah and Sun and people are like, okay, we need to get rid of them. Yeah. And then that's where people, so managers might be thinking, okay, I maybe even look to sell Salah at Newcastle in 20 and bring Haaland and like fund the money that way so some might be able to just go straight to Haaland from Solanke again or some might even look as that as an alternative we I don't know maybe the template changes where you people are happy to keep Solanke going forward because if Bournemouth continue to do well and then maybe they'd switch to a three striker formation I don't we'll have to wait and see but maybe yeah. you should have a plan for keeping that money just in case if it's needed back to get him back immediately yeah I, I, that's what I'll be doing. I think if I do take him out, I'm almost certain that I will leave that money, particularly if I go Solanke, mm. right? I mean, that's a lot of money to hold in the bank and that will be, there'll be a lot of FPL managers that are really tempted and I will be as well, really tempted to mm. go and buy Sun, who I haven't got, for example, or go and splash the cash at, with Trent or somebody at the back. But I think if you can be disciplined and keep it in the bank and have a bit of a plan to bring him back as and when he's fit, then that's probably the right option. Yep, fair enough. All right, now move to Liverpool. And I think we touched parts of the next question that I had. So I'll re-change the question a bit uh, in terms of, I've seen a bit of conversation with regards to uh, some managers thinking of getting Trent and even moving maybe mm. Simicas out to try and get Trent. Where do you stand with that? I don't mind it, you know. I'm starting to think about it myself. Um, obviously, the barrier to Trent is obviously money. Mm. But again, it comes back to that conversation about, well, when, you know, money's all of a sudden, if Haaland is out for an extended period of time, all of a sudden money's not an issue for us in FPL. You can have who you want, basically. You have Trent, have Trippier, whatever. Um, but again, it comes back to that discipline. Can you keep the money in the bank in the knowledge that he's coming back, Haaland, at some stage? Um, but if you've got if you've got the money, I don't mind it. He's Trent is more and more being used now in that midfield position. Notice against Crystal Palace, when Klopp wanted to go on the offensive, what did he do? He bought on... Joe Gomez, I think. I think Gomez went in at right back and then he put Trent, you know, none of this inverting nonsense. So bang, you go, centre midfield and just pull the strings and find the passes. Um, and, you know, the red cards, the red, I happen to think it wasn't a red card, I think, for IU. I think it's incredibly harsh, particularly that second yellow. Having, having just booked him for something that was a little bit mean, you know, a bit trivial, I, I think I would have given him the benefit of the doubt. Now, listen, it went in Liverpool's favour, so I'm not upset about it. But if that were against Liverpool, I'd have been fuming, I think, if one of our if, you know, forwards got sent off for a red card like that. 
Um, so the red card definitely changed the game, no doubt about it. But Trent moving into that midfield position definitely changed it as well. And we've seen in recent weeks, you know, against the Man City, you know, shot on the edge of the box, coming out of nowhere. Even when he hit that, I was like, where's he come from? Mm. You know, because we were kind of pushing in the game. I was like, where did he pop out of nowhere? And of course, he's taking you know, set pieces and all that sort of stuff you usually get with Trent. So, yeah, I don't mind it. Um, the fixtures for Liverpool don't look too bad. So Man United at home looks okay. Arsenal at home. Tough game, obviously. Burnley away looks all right. Newcastle at home, going to be tough. Um, but that's, I think, before Newcastle have their break. So we're yeah. talking already about Newcastle being a little bit knackered. Um, they're not due a break, really, for the next few weeks. And they've yeah. got some pretty big European games coming up as well. So, yeah, don't mind it. Don't mind it. Is he enough, though, in your opinion? What do you, what do you think? Is he enough to go up there from Simicass? Or can you happily sit with Simicass and save a few million? I, I, th- the, I think it's like... Has the good fixtures gone and have we missed the boat on the first yeah. wave of possible trend points? I think the next wave is probably once Salah has gone to like AFCON. I think Liverpool have a decent set of fixtures over there as well. Um, because it's similar to the whole Trippier when Trippier had that block of like 40 points or something in like four game weeks and then he's quieted down a bit and then he's yeah. ticking here and there. But that's what I'm wondering whether we've kind of missed the boat on the first wave. Um, now, I, I still think Simicas offers good value. I just look at the next four game weeks in terms of fixtures and I'm like, I want clean sheets on top as well. Um, yeah. That's when Trent is like... The Trent you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That, because if I'm spending 8 million, I, I want my clean sheets. Uh, uh, Absolutely. On top of yeah. the, um, the attacking returns. Uh, and the, the fixtures don't shout clean sheet potentials like four out of four clean sheets. That's the one reason why I'm like, okay, maybe I might not go there. Um, and yeah. then we got, I know Trippier suspended this week, but Newcastle have a decent run of fixtures after that as well. So maybe he's a slightly better option for about a million list almost um, than Trent. So I probably still keep Simikas. I just think Trent is just the, the price bracket means I need clean sheets plus attacking returns like for that amount of money. Yeah, yeah. Now you can yeah. make an well, alternate- I like it. What 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 I, what I like about him though is the fact that he's kind of differential. Yeah, to that extent, right? So if you if you know they don't scream clean sheets, yep. but would you be? Could Liverpool get a clean sheet at home to United away at Burnley? You know, away at Bournemouth. Bournemouth away is difficult game actually in twenty one, but there's there's potentially a couple of clean sheets yeah. in there. But with Trent, you know, if if that if it does stick, if the clean sheet does stick. Um, and then you get an attacking return as well, then you're going to get some bonus points as well. And all of a sudden you're on a double-digit haul for mm. a player that no one else has got. So the differential potential, I like him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind it. You could make a case that there are so many enablers in midfield right now compared to the higher price yeah, point midfielders enough. are not returning. And if you were to compare Trent to about an 8 million midfielder, they are not returning the same amount as probably Trent is returning. So yeah, maybe enough. that is a case to be made in terms of that. Um but I can't go. I have Trippier, so I'm locked. <laughs> I don't have money to be able to move around easily. Um, yeah, and I don't think you'd want. I don't think you'd want to either, right? Trippier's next three: what Fulham, Luton, Forest. Yes. Before it gets a bit more difficult with Liverpool and City. Yeah. A lot more difficult with Liverpool and City. Those next three, I'm trebled on Newcastle, and despite the performance against Spurs, where they look very, very leggy. Mm. I don't have any plans really to move them on. Mm. Um, what would you do if you had, um, just to sort of segue to Newcastle slightly, if you had Livramento, would you be concerned the fact that I think Burn, I've seen some stuff on Twitter this morning, mm. Burn potentially on the bench for the Milan game in midweek, which means he's kind of getting ready to make yeah. his Premier League return. How do you 
how would you see that affecting Livermento? But also, how would you see that affecting Trippier? Because he, the, the Eddie Howe could look at it and go, mm. okay, well, Burns ready. Let's put tri- let's put um, Livermento over in Trippier's position and give Trippier a rest because you know. Uh, and props to Sun. I thought yeah. Sun was thought Sun was magnificent at the weekend, but he gave you know Trippier looked very very leggy. He looked knackered. So could Burns return inadvertently have a bit of a knock on effect on Trippier? Do you think? So I think with Newcastle first, I need to kind of like see them actually on the pitch or on the bench yeah, to yeah. believe what Eddie Howe is going to even say. Uh, that's the <laughs> yeah, one true. thing because you can never believe what. Like I remember he said like, "Oh, Botman is back on the pitch and on the grass and everything," and then we still haven't seen Botman yeah. at all. Um, yeah. <laughs> with with let's assume let's say Burn is on um, the bench. Um, I think then the timing of the suspension for Trippier came at a probably a better time in terms of a tiny break mm. at least. Uh, for him, um, can we see potentially another benching? Maybe because they have Chelsea as well as a cup uh, fixture in uh, the following week as well. Um, it's hard to tell. I I think he'll still play Trippier because we've seen games where even when Newcastle are winning comfortably, and you think, oh. Maybe he can take Trippier off to give him a rest um, and mm. like bring, bring Lewis Hall, move Livermore to right back. And he doesn't do it. He just continues to play Trippier for like 90 minutes almost. Just plays him, doesn't yeah. he? Constant. So yeah, I'm wondering yeah. if it's just like he's so integral to that team that he probably Leadership and everything yeah. else, right? Captaincy and all. Yeah, yeah. You're probably right. And, and to be fair to Livermore, though, wouldn't necessarily say he's done anything to lose that show. No. I think he's come in and done a really good job. And there was some, um, I said it on an FPL family live stream a couple of weeks ago, there was some. Bale-esque qualities, mm. I thought, about Livermento when I saw him a couple of weeks. I can't remember who they played. Who did they play? Had a good result. Can't remember. Um, but he looked really, really good down mm. that side. So, yeah, would it be Livermento's shirt to lose, potentially? Uh, and has Byrne got to kind of fight his way back into that team? Might have to, maybe. So Livermento owners, I don't think there's any panic necessarily, yeah. but uh, just want to keep an eye on. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Now, um, actually, let me uh, try and... Go straight to that Newcastle point. Um, so Spurs ran right against Newcastle, beating them 4-1. Mm. In general, I guess we kind of accept that Newcastle just need a break for the moment. Uh, yeah. But they do go on a good yeah. fixture run. Um, and we kind of touched on where we stand on their players. But like, do you still think there is value to be had in Newcastle? Or even with the good fixture run? Or do we like kind of just stick with the players we have in terms of Newcastle and if you are not tripled up just not looking to buy even it's um they're they're they're, they're really tricky at the minute Newcastle because no doubt they look knackered against Spurs mm. no doubt um and they've got this they've got the unfort they're in the unfortunate position of okay we've got to play you know Champions that's not an unfortunate position they ha- they do have to play Champions yeah. League football um and they've got a group of death right so not there's no gimmies in their group right they're all difficult mm. games um and they've had a lot of injuries and they haven't got, you know, a massive squad or they've got young players. They've got some young players coming through, but, you know, perhaps not as many as, as Eddie Howe would like. So, yeah, he's just ha- he's having to flog players like Trippier, you know, never mm. getting a rest. Right. Mm. You know, and he bought Tino Livermento in the summer, I think, specifically for periods like this where he knew Trippier was going to drop off in terms of his performance because for whatever reason, he's mm. very he's high intensity, he's, his age, etc. So give him a rest, stick Tino in there. But he needs Tino on the other side. So what are you going to do? You know, he's, he's got to play Trippier. So I, I think you've got to sit with him. The fixtures, and I, and, I, and I thought this as we was having this conversation, you know, five minutes ago, I was going, oh, Fulham, Luton, Forest. So, you know, sounds like great fixtures. Fulham at home all of a sudden is like 
tricky. I mean, back to back five nil wins for Fulham. They look unbelievable, right? And I I, I hope that we talk about Raul Jimenez yeah. later because seeing him back scoring headers, ah, oh, just was magnificent. Mm. I loved it. Absolutely loved watching that knee slide. And he took the thing off his head. His haircut looked sharp. He looked fit and a tra- I just thought, oh, what a guy. Brilliant. Um, and then Luton away. That's a fixture. You That's know. a hard fixture. As a, 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 a lot of Newcastle teams. going, yeah. yeah, Newcastle going away. They battle. They make it hard for you at, at Kenilworth Road. You don't, you don't want that fixture, mm. I don't think. And in eighteen, you know, because it's eighteen, we're all going to be playing our Newcastle players, aren't yeah. we? You know, I'm definitely going to be playing Lasell. Definitely going to be playing Debravka. Gordon's going. I'm going to need these guys, and they've got to go away to Luton, where they're going to get beaten up. And it's going to be difficult. That's not a good. That's not an easy fixture for them. Forest at home in nineteen. Yeah. Let's see. Forrester themselves going through a bit of a sticky patch with the manager at risk and all the rest of it. So let's see. But, you know, a, a couple of weeks is a long time in FPL. Anything can happen in game week 19. So, um, yeah, to answer your question, I think if you've got your new, you've got your Newcastle players, you've, you've made your bed, you've got to line it, really. There's other stuff we've got to do in our teams. I'm looking at Gordon, Dubravka and Lasalle and thinking good fixtures. I've got Haaland to sort out. Got a big question mark over Darwin, and they're probably going to keep him. Um, you know, maybe we've got a Carl Palmer issue to sort out unless he sort of reins it in and stops getting booked. You know, there's a lot of other things going on in people's teams and flags all over the place that really your Newcastle players, I think we're going to have to rely on them. We've got them, mm. we've got to play them, and that's it, right? Yeah, yeah. I probably just like if you have them, you play them and then hope for the best, probably in terms yeah. of Newcastle. Uh, now, Spurs, on the other hand, uh, I've gone and got Sun. I haven't sold Hull in it. I, I I did transfers last week in the hope of trying to get Sun this week, and unfortunately, oh, you he, didn't have Sun, right? No, I didn't have Sun, you, but I went and got him in. So I did transfer. Oh, you've got him, all right? Yeah, yeah <laughs> I did. I did transfers in such a way where last week, um, I set up the team so that I'll have enough money to get Sun in this week. Now he went a week early. I went and scored points. Ah. It is what it is. Um, but <laughs> I've have I have him in the team. Uh, and I'm happy to own him for the next four game weeks because I was the reason I wanted to get him was because I I kind of prefer him as a captaincy option in 18 compared to Watkins. Yeah. It's just that I I don't know I just the safety of like having Sun as a reliable FPL asset. I know Watkins is really good as well, but I've captained Watkins in some good fixtures before and he's just disappointed. So yeah, yeah. it's just a reliable. We know from Spurs we're going to get fully attacking fixtures. Now, 18, I think they're playing Everton, if I'm not mistaken. Everton at home. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's at Good home. Fixture. So at that, I don't mind. If it was away, I would have been a bit more worried. But at home, I'm not too worried with regards to Spurs. So where, in terms of, apart from like Sun, the other Spurs players, Richarlison seems like maybe could play the number nine spot. I don't know. If, maybe it could be tactical that Sun was playing the left wing and Richarlison moves left wing again. Yeah, it could be. Sun goes could back be. to the striker. Where do you stand with like Spurs players? Well, first of all, I thought the performance, despite Newcastle being a bit knackered, mm. I thought Spurs were brilliant, actually, really, really good. And they had to win, right? They've had a few dodgy results, but they're starting to get their players back now. And I saw that Ange Postacoglu came out after the game and saying, look, no coincidence, we suddenly got Romero back, we've got Bissouma back, we've got all these you know, players coming back from injury, and all of a sudden, we get a result. Okay, well, yeah, I can see it. Um, Son was brilliant. Mm. Son was brilliant. And I think that... Um, what you just said there, Ryan, might be right. You know, was it tactical? Did they look at Trippier and go, he doesn't look, he doesn't mm. look right? Um, just get the ball to Son and just Son run, run at him. Particularly that first assist. He just turned Trippier yes. inside out, didn't he? Yeah. Just put it on a plate. It was unbelievably good. So, yeah, if you got, if I, I didn't have Son this game week, I didn't have him in game week 16, and that's cost me, right? Because that was the difference between a green and a red arrow for most FPL managers, mm. I think, because 
I didn't get anything the rest of my team. It was kind of I had the Salah jammy vice captaincy yeah. points, and then I didn't I didn't have Son, and that was it. Everyone else got twos and stuff, except for Pedro Porro, who we have to talk about in a second. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Son was absolutely brilliant. So I've got to think about the key question for me now over the next few weeks is do I just get behind the sofa for a few weeks knowing that he's going to the Asia Cup and just and just go, okay, well, if he hauls, he hauls. I, I know he's a good FPL asset and I'm just going to choose not to go there. Or do I just go, oh, just just stop messing about and get him and then maybe take him out in the Asia Cup? I, I have to say, I'm thinking about the former at the moment. I'm thinking about going without. Mm. And the main reason I'm thinking about going without is because um, I thought Richarlison looked really, really good at the weekend. Really, really good. And I ha- and we said, again, I had this conversation with Sam on the FPL Family live stream on Sunday, and, sh- and she was just like, you know, you're only looking at Richarlison because you haven't got Son. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, he's far cheaper than Son, mm-hmm. and he's far easier for me to get him. The way my team's set up, unless I sell Haaland, then yeah, it's yeah. different, right? But the way my team is today, getting Richarlison, way easier than trying to, you know, do surgery to get Son. And she said, well, if you... You know, if you had Son, you wouldn't be you wouldn't be considering Richarlison. I'm like, yeah, yeah but that's an opportunity, isn't it? Because so many FPR managers have got Son. If I, in my head, feel like Richarlison is, you know, a, a, not a better pick, but if he can a different get choice. some yeah. points and yeah, if he if he can be differential, then great. And we see it with so many players, right? They they are out of the game for a couple of months. They have the surgery that they need to fix the underlying issue. And there's no doubt Richarlison's had this underlying issue for some time. Mm. It's been affecting the way he plays. He's had the surgery now. He's back and bang, he's on it and he's loving it. And he had a really good performance against Newcastle. Um, I don't know whether I want to wait a week or whether I just go, I want Richarlison. Mm. Because at 6-6, midfielder, Mm. out of position, playing number nine in this Spurs team has got the potential to be the best asset in the game. Mm. That's where potential. I said at the not start saying of the he's going to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not saying he's going to be, but potential to be the best asset yeah. in the game. If he plays left, less potential. Yeah. If he plays central, more potential. And you're right. Maybe they put Son out there on the left because of the Trippier factor, and maybe it's Richardson that goes out there instead. Um, so I don't know. I would like to wait for the Forest game to see mm. where Ange plays Son and Richardson, where he plays them. Um, but definitely got well. We got to talk about Poro, but first of all, what do you think of Richarlison? Because I'm really considering I, him as a differential over the next few weeks. I think he's a really good shout. Because um, if he continues to play that striker spot, like I said, could be a really good option given how Spurs attack, good fixtures coming for Spurs as well. Um, the thing is, if now I feel like if you wait one more week, you're leaning more and more towards Richarlison because you're looking at your game weeks and you're going, Correct. well, Sun yeah, is yeah. going in another three more weeks. I can wait another three exactly. more weeks. Yeah. So you just like, you're just losing games of Sun that you just go, at the point you just go, yeah, Richarlison now. Um, so yeah. that's that's the one only thing like to mention. But both are really good options. Spurs attackers in general, good. Um, and if they get more minutes also, it's another thing. Now, the thing is, I think, I didn't watch it because of the time zone and all. The game was so early in the morning. I, I was watching the games before that and I went to sleep. But, but there was a point where Sun moved to the striker spot as well, if I'm not mistaken, at the that end, end of the game. So <coughs> that's a possibility as well, where he moves striker if Richardson gets subbed out. Mm. So I, I don't know. It could be pretty dynamic from that yeah, exactly. perspective. Yeah, yeah. He, can, he can move him in and out. Yeah, he can move him in and out. I mean, I, I think they're both good. They're, they're, obviously, Son is one of the... the top three mm. in the game, right? I mean, after, you know, I was about to say after Haaland and Salah, yeah, you'd probably. maybe put him up yeah. there with, with them too, yeah. I would suggest. So they're, they're your kind of three heavy hitters, but I just can't shake the feeling that 
you know, Richarlison there as a differential over the next few weeks. It's going to be what what frustrates, what not frustrates, what worries me about it is it's potentially quite season defining. If I go mm. for Richarlison sort of next four and go, okay, well, can he cover Sun? And then I've got him in position ready for when Sun goes off to the Asia Cup. Then over those four games, if Richarlison does well, I'm having a great season. If he doesn't and Sun does well, I'm having a terrible season because yeah. Sun's EO is quite high now. Yeah. So, that's why I'm really in dilemma at the moment because I'm like, depending on which Spurs midfielder I get in, and I probably, you know, I'm almost certainly going to get one for mm. this run, is going to define how my season goes, and that's frightening. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, wait and see. I, 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 I like Sun just because he's a good FPL option, and also for it's that captaincy. Yeah. yeah, that's that's one reason yeah. why I'm going towards him. Uh, but now we'll go to the defense. Poro, I don't know how well. As a non-Poro owner, I'm just glad that he just came away with five points. <laughs> I'm telling you now, you non-Poro owners, I've had him for four or five weeks. You have got away with it every week. And now everyone's looking at him going, oh, he's good. I'm like, I yeah, can't afford him, he's been amazing for like yeah. a month. Yeah. Oh, if you look at his scores over the last few weeks, it's like five, 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 five. And every one of those yeah. could have been a double-digit haul. Every one of them. Particularly the one against Newcastle. So I'm thinking... Oh, it's locked in right mm. now, especially when the clock ticks over to 90. I'm like, yes, Poro, come on. No bonus points, but we'll take the nine points or whatever he was yeah. getting. And then Newcastle, oh my, I could not believe it, especially as a non-Sun owner. Yeah. I'm like, well, the Poro Hall will soften the blow of yeah. not having Sun. And Joe Linton gets some like flaky. He's offside, by the way. <laughs> He's offside, by the way. They didn't check it doesn't even off. get looked at. Yeah. Doesn't get checked, doesn't even get looked at because it's that late in the game and VAR just couldn't be up. Sorry, I, I, can I, I shouldn't be swearing. That's fine. VAR, I'm so upset. I'm yeah. so upset about the Poro clean sheet. VAR just couldn't be bothered having a look at it. So like, oh, 4-1, yeah, okay, well, whatever. You know, if it was 1-0, maybe we'd look at it. But 4-0 Spurs, you know, well, well done, Newcastle. We'll have a little consolation. I'm sitting there, no, check it. Draw the lines. He's offside. I want my Poro points. But uh, listen, this guy, he's like... I mean, I saw on Twitter this morning somebody describe him as like Reese James without the injuries, yes. and, and and for me that's that's perfect, right? That's perfect. He's got it all. He gets forward. He has a shot. He gets assists. Ange doesn't expect him to do much defending. He takes some set pieces. He has got the lot. I just love him. His hair looks great. His teeth are brilliant. Just get him in. Just get Pedro Porro and just leave him there for thirty eight weeks because I just think he's great. Yeah, I just think he's great. And over the next few, there's clean. I hope. There's clean sheets, and as soon as as soon as a clean sheet sticks for Spurs, which you'd like to think is going to happen because they've got Bissouma back now, they've got mm. Saar back in the middle, um, Romero's back. They need Van der Ven back, obviously, right? Because um, I think he's a calming influence on Romero, who should have been sent off at the weekend. By mm. the way, but as soon as Spurs, yeah, starting to get these players back, I hope a clean sheet sticks because as soon as it does, Poro's going to get a double digit haul. It's just that it won't be a differential anymore because everyone's got him. Yep, that's the thing. <laughs> I'll probably have to look at it in eighteen, maybe. <laughs> To go and get him, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, for the moment, I don't have the money. Um, now that's Spurs, I guess. Good, good options. Go get them tripling up on Spurs. Uh, depends if Richarlison also steps up alongside Sun, then maybe. Uh, but yeah. for the moment, I kind of wait and see. Uh, okay, let's talk about Aston Villa now. Another great display at home, mm. and they continue their unbeaten run. Uh, they've also managed to keep two clean sheets against tough opponents. Now, Cash and DRB seem to have lost their spots. Many, yeah. many still have Watkins, but if they wanted more Villa players, who would you look to target? 
Yeah, Watkins is the obvious one, isn't he? I, I think I think Cash is a hard sell. If yeah. you still got him, just just get rid. On unfortunately, reluctantly, but yeah, get rid uh, for Poro probably would yeah. be my suggestion. Um, and then Diaby, yeah, again reluctant because I've had him for quite a lot of this season. He's been very very, very good, been really good. Um, so it'd be a shame to see him go as well. But yeah, you know Bailey has looked absolutely elite hasn't he, mm. last couple of weeks. Absolutely elite. So um, having him, um, I, I think is I, I wouldn't. It's definitely not in no-brainer territory, but he yeah. is one that's on radar. Now, he did go off, I think, at half-time yeah, that's, that's in the thinking. last game against yeah. Arsenal, so keep an eye on that. But, um, yeah, he's he's definitely one to have a look at. At the back, I, I wouldn't be rushing to any of them. I think Pau Torres is a nice pick. At 4.6, he looks all right. I think he's got a couple of goals already this season. Mm. And I, I read a stat before the Arsenal game. He'd had the most um, big chances outside mm. of Matt Cash in that Villa defence. So... I think of all of the other defenders, he's probably the one to have a look at. And at 4-6, you're going to get some clean sheets just the way they play. So good. Douglas Luiz as well. Obviously, they've been playing some elite defences in the last two as well. So the, the Arsenal and City players are not going to go diving in in the box in the way that perhaps, you know, who have they got coming up? Let's see. Uh, maybe not Brentford, but Sheffield United, Burnley, Everton. They've got some teams there that might concede penalties. And Douglas Luiz, you know, super, super cheap. We know what we're going to, you know, what you're going to get with him. It's a, a penalty or nothing. Although he has popped up with yeah. a goal or two, isn't he, this, so far this season? Um, so, yeah, Bailey, Douglas Sawyer's on radar, Pau Torres on radar. Um, at the moment, I've just got Watkins. Yeah. And I'm probably okay just with Watkins for the moment. But you're right, it does feel like a bit of a missed opportunity because they are playing so well, yes. Villa. So, so well. Because what do you think of John it. McGinn? Like, if I, was a, if I was a casual player looking at the last three weeks, I'd go, oh, get yeah. John McGinn. Yeah. Why not? Because he just looks so good. What do you think of him? I don't mind him, actually, to be honest, because, like, you look at those fixtures, right? And the fixtures are getting better again for Villa, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And you kind of want a piece of the pie because Watkins alone might not be enough. The problem is, I, I, I might lean slightly towards Douglas Lewis just because of the penalties. Uh, but John McGinn stepping up, getting points in the last few weeks. So good, isn't he? Yeah. It's so good. So, it's hard to tell where exactly to go with that one. Um, but... I feel like I need one more. I just don't know who I'm asking. Yeah. I just have Watkins and I feel like the fixtures are there to be had. Just don't know who yeah. to exactly go and get at the moment. I think I think we, they are... Um, they need to wrap John McGinn in a bit of cotton wool as well, yeah. right? Because I think from a leadership... And again, we're going off topic on uh, onto Villa rather than FPL. But John McGinn, I wouldn't necessarily say go out there and buy him an FP. I honestly want a super differential. Mm. But the way, yeah, and Watkins, I put in this bracket as well. Watkins is turning to a real leader in that mm. team. I don't know if you notice, he's giving it the fist bumps, he's rallying the troops, everything. But John McGinn, the grit, the determination, he just gives them something in that midfield that no other player in that Villa side, mm. I don't think, can match. So without him, you know, they're going to, they would need to find find that from somewhere and I think it's really difficult to replace so he he's absolutely key for them at the minute we're all talking about Watkins being key and he is because of the, the style and the way they play and it's no surprise to me that Bailey's come in and done well over the last yeah. two weeks because he's got a player like Watkins in that kind of Firmino style role where he's moving defenders around creating space for the likes of Bailey um, you know it's no surprise to see Bailey doing well but yeah wrap John McGinn you know look after John McGinn because he gives him something that no other player gives him he's, he's been absolutely brilliant yep agree uh, alright so that's Villa let's talk let's wrap up with Fulham and Everton both teams mm. some great performances if you wanted to get a few of their players where would you look to go 
Yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? Because it kind of kind of come a bit from nowhere for them. Yeah. I wasn't really considering them much, and then all of a sudden, back to back five nils, and you you got to sit up and listen. I, Sam and I, we did a um, we did the Sky Sports News show mm. on Saturday, and I was asked that question outright by Matt, the host. He said, "You know, what about Fulham? They just won five nil." And I was like, "Well, they're not going to win five nil every week." And I sort of said, "Not going to. It'd be difficult for them to repeat that against West Ham. I think West Ham will put up a, a decent rear guard and just wait on Iwobi and people. You know, you haven't got to go into Andreas Pereira." Well, what a Muppet, right? Because it got smashed West Ham 5 0. Pereira, a couple of assists. Mm. Iwobi, who seems to be playing, I've noticed he's sort of pushing him a bit more. Marco Silva's putting him yes. in a more forward position. He's being more aggressive with his play now, mm. Iwobi, rather than being sitting and being more, a bit more passive. He's being more aggressive. Um, just, and the way, not just Iwobi, the way that Raul Jimenez has found a bit of form as well. Um, really, really good. Really, really good. So, Newcastle away next. Um, and on paper, you would say, okay, well, listen, back to back five nils, but going at St. James's is an altogether different proposition. So, you know, no, maybe I'll have a look at Fulham again in 18 where they play Bournemouth Burnley. and then it's uh, uh, Burnley and yeah. then it's Bournemouth after, yeah. right? So uh, I think they've got Arsenal and Chelsea after that. So maybe you'd look at them for 18, 19, but just wonder, you know, whether that sort of, you know, lack of freshness for Newcastle, you know, we've seen Ruby, it against Spurs. Yeah. Got a European, I think they got a European game this week. Yes, right? against AC Milan. Have, yeah, must win game, otherwise they're out. Oh yeah, ma- yes. must must win against AC. So listen, yeah. it, you know that's that's not easy by any stretch of the imagination. So could could Fulham go there and get something at St James's? You wouldn't put it past them. Mm. Um, as I said before in the show, I think you know Raúl Jiménez being back, scoring a header, the knee side. I loved everything about it. It was so so good. Um, so yeah, we'll talk about Everton in a second, but Fulham, anyone on your radar? Uh, I mean, for me, it's uh, just Iwobi and Jimenez. I yeah, think. and yeah, I, yeah. I, I was mentioning before uh, Iwobi and Villian. Now, Villian, I think, got injured mm-hmm. uh, because he was on pins, I was thinking. So I thought he was like a good yeah. option. Now, if he's not there, Andres Pereira is probably the next one most likely on pins, I think. Uh, but midfield, it, the thing is, midfield is so stacked. If you wanted a differential, it's not a bad shout. Um, and then in defense, I think Leno, probably the best keeper right now. I wish I went and got Leno instead of like going for Dubravka and all, yeah. but like funds wise, wasn't possible. Anyone yeah. on a wild card, I think Leno is probably the best keeper to go and get. Why right did we now. all miss Leno? Where did that? Why? I, I sort of sit here and think, why have I not done that? So, I mean, I'm sort of messing about with Dubravka and Ariola, who's yeah, not kept a clean sheet all season or whatever. I feel like he's never keeping clean sheet again, Ariola. Yeah, Leno's been sitting there, been mm. doing great. This, I just I feel like I feel like we've all missed that one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so I, I, f- I feel like he is probably the better option going forward for keepers. Like even if they don't keep clean sheets, yeah. he gets the save points. So he's the he one does, that yeah. he's like the upgraded version of Ariola that we think that oh, if Ariola doesn't keep yeah, a clean sheet, he'll he gets save points. But <laughs> this guy, he keeps the clean sheets as well. <laughs> he's so, the one we sh- should have had exactly. <laughs> so. Um, I don't mind him. And then uh, there's Robinson. I don't mind as well from Fulham, but I think he's on four yellows, which might be an issue. So maybe okay. that yeah. might have to be considered, but he's a very attacking fullback as well, to be honest. So Villa, I mean, not Villa, uh, Fulham, good options there. That's Those are the players that I would probably look at. Everton, any thoughts over so there? So Everton, I, now this whole move of me trying to get Sun, I went. I needed a 4.1 <laughs> defender. So I went and got Brantford okay. in. Um, yeah, like and it, I started him um, and he got me the clean sheet unfortunately he got the yellow card as well so suspended but if he didn't get that yellow he would have been looking at three bonus as well at the way he's going Ooh, I think yeah. he is a really good option at 4.1 probably probably the best option at that price bracket um, when he plays he's key for Everton so the problem with Everton is the fixtures aren't there you know, in a stretch so you might have to like bench a few games start a few games 
Uh, but when he does play, he's good for Everton. Now, unfortunately, the good game against Burnley, he's not there. Uh, but he'll yeah. be there for 18. Now, 18, uh, Everton play Spurs. Okay, so that's not great. So Spurs and City after that, not great. But then in 20, they play Wolves. So I'll probably start him again in that game as well. Um, so I like him. Then Pickford kept clean sheets again as well. Another another yeah, goalkeeper that a lot Pickford. of people had. Yeah, don't mind him. I think yeah. the fullbacks. I think you're right to talk about the fullbacks. I think in this Sean Dyche system, the yeah. way that he's got them playing, Mikalinko, they yes. do, they do pick up the they do pick up the bonus points. Like you say, Branthwaite was on for three until yeah. he got the book in. Yeah, uh, and I think once he dropped out of the bonus, Mikalenko went up to yes. one bonus. So yeah. I noticed that it, a clean sheet, a couple of goals, so that you know, you ordinarily you'd say bonus points should go to those that scored the goals and yeah. gets the assists. But no, Mikalenko's up there creeping up with the one bonus point. And I've noticed such in the last few weeks, okay, no, obviously no goal this weekend or the weekend before, I don't think. But yeah, in recent times, he has popped up with a couple of goals. Mm. And I think a lot of that is to do with Dwight McNeil being in the mm. team. So when Dwight McNeil is in that team, Dwight McNeil's not blessed with blistering pace, no. right? So he's not an out-and-out winger from that perspective. But what he will do is he will drop in and do the defensive dirty work, allowing Mikalenko to go forward. Yeah. And I think it was... It Palace away, I think, a few weeks ago, where he scored a header, and it's just the, the cross came in, and it was just like, "What are you doing there, Mikalenko?" Yeah. It just popped up out of nowhere. And if you, I, I'm, I don't know because I haven't done it, but I imagine if you freeze frame that when Mikalenko's header goes in, I bet you Dwight McNeil Somewhere is there. sitting there, yeah. you know, covering for Mikalenko. So you know, in this system with Dwight McNeil, I don't mind him. You know, he's mm-hmm. only like four, 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 yes. five, Mikalenko, four, five now. Yeah. Um, I wonder whether I do wonder whether you know. The last few weeks probably was the time to get him because now, like you say, Burnley away, Spurs, Man City, even Wolves away, not difficult. So the mm. next four, I'll back Everton to pick up some points, but probably not many clean sheets. No, you'll have to rotate um, so, with, with the Everton yeah. assets. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So I think those are yeah, under this in this dice system. Those are the two I'd probably go for. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm not looking at. Calvert Lewin, I think he's you know too injury prone. He's a bit. He's like Reese James, unfortunately. He's too in and out of the team. Um, and then Dwight McNeil, I don't mind at all. Um, got a couple of returns recently, hasn't he? But if my theory is correct, which in terms of eye test, I think it is. In, in mm-hmm. terms of him dropping in defensively, then you know he will score worldies like he did the other week. Uh, was it game week fifteen? I think he got a bit of a worldie. Mm. Um, but game week sixteen, then you know I don't think anything. Did McNeil get any points this weekend? Uh, McNeil, no, he didn't. It was just the game with no. 15 and then 14 before yeah. that as well. Yep. Yeah. So he's a, listen, good, good pick at his price point, but I think if he's going to be dropping back covering for Mikalenko, I think I prefer the I think I prefer the fullback yeah. over McNeil at that price point. Fair enough. Uh, one shout out I'll probably give is Ducare as well. Uh, I've only been FPL before. Oh, how can we? Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah, Pretty yeah. Good option because he tends to run. Um, behind, just behind the striker as well gets on the end of stuff so I do like him as well as an option but again it's another differential he's the, punt he's the best FPL asset we'll never own yeah Decoray. I mean what, what is going on with uh, why are we not like why do we not just get Leno and Decore and be done with it like these are really good options that we never get because they're not in the sort of like Twitter sphere mm. FPL Twitter sphere narrative right Decore goals I don't know how many goals he's got this season but I bet you it's a handful and and every one of them a decent finish as well he just pops up every now and again and then six goals and two assists no way yeah no way is he on six goals this season yeah holy moly why have we not why are we not getting Decore and he what a good asset what a good asset he's the best asset whenever owned Decore it's just an unsexy pick isn't it you want to go for your your palmers because he's on pens and you want to go for your 
I don't know who else. You Gordon's because he's popping up with goals and assists, and he looks great in that attacking. But Decore just sits there ticking over. It's mm. Unbelievable that we don't consider him more, right? Yeah, that, uh, if if Everton get like a good stretch of fixtures, I don't mind him as a pick to be honest. But like, yeah, yeah, go in there. It's right? a good shout. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's basically it. Now we'll just end it with captaincy. Salah the straightforward option, or do we think Sun could challenge him? gonna be tough isn't it this week it's gonna be tough i think i would go for mo just mm. because of um and i know you won't want to hear that right oh, i'm no gonna go with mo I'm gonna uh, just because you, you're yeah. going as well yeah yeah this is that this is what usually swings it for me whenever i speak to my manchester united friends and they all go yeah yeah i'm captain salah this week yeah. i'm like okay well clearly expectation is low do you know what i mean yeah. got a great record against united from from what i know um Obviously, last season is going to, you know, that all of the build-up on Sky, etc., will all be about, you know, what happened last season. Mm. Can Man United avenge it and all the rest of it? But just not, I'm just not sure you can. I'm just not sure you can without Bruno as well. Um, it's going to be really tricky, and and we've we've had a couple of results on the road recently um, without having the performances. Mm. But at home, we're good. We're mm. good. Um, and I think, yeah, Salah for captaincy. And Son, I don't mind. I don't mind it at all. Absolutely. Um, you'd be a bit gutted if you captain Son and then in the team sheet you saw Richarlison yeah. and Richarlison was playing nine and Son wide. Yeah. That's a that's potentially a risk. Um, if you saw it the other way around, you'd be like, well, I'm glad I've captained yeah. Son. But I just think if you've got Son going into game week 17 and you see Richarlison, you'll be like, oh, as soon as that kicks off, you'll be like, oh, where's Son? Yeah. And if he's wide, you'd, you'd be probably wishing you'd captain Salah, I think. Yeah, fair enough. Um, cool. I'm also going Salah at this moment. I don't mind having Son and putting the vice captaincy on him. I think nowadays we've learned yeah, yeah. that at the, the keep the vice captaincy yeah. because that's another important place to go. 100%. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's basically it. So thank you for your time today. Uh, Lee, do you have anything Thanks, to plug? Thanks, I enjoyed it. Uh, do I have anything to plug? Uh, yes, so we have a YouTube channel at FPL Family. You can find us on YouTube by searching uh, FPL Family on there. Um, at FPL Family on um, Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff as well. And TikTok as well. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to make much more of an effort on TikTok. Right? I go in waves with TikTok. Sometimes I find it great and I'm doing loads of videos all yeah. the time. And sometimes I just think, oh, God, it's too much that hard work. But at the moment... I'm really trying. So at FPL Family on TikTok, if you get over there, uh, would love a follow as well. So yeah, thank you. Enjoyed it today, Ryan. Thank you. Appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. Thank you. And you can also find me, Football Chat Box, on YouTube, uh, where I do weekly videos and deadline streams, and also on the same social media channels that <laughs> Lee also mentioned. Uh, but that's it for this week's Scout the Game Week. We'll be back after Game Week 17 and looking ahead to Game Week 18. Green Arrow Salt.